This episode of Beer and Bullshit is brought to you by Woodhouse Brewing Company in Toronto. Woodhouse brews the refreshing beers using only choice ingredients and no preservatives. Check out their brew pub in Toronto today and enjoy their newly opened patio. Episode 10 of Beer and Bullshit. I'm your host, Ben Johnson. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Um, If you're a London, Ontario native or you are interested in London, Ontario, this one's for you. We got a pair of London, Ontario brewery owners and beer makers extraordinaire. Yes, I'm talking to Nick and Adil from Beer Lab. If you've had a beer in a decent craft beer venue in London, Ontario in the past few years, uh, it's probable that you've bumped into Nick and or Adil. Uh, they were frequent attendees and employees of Milos for a while and now own the space right next door, the aforementioned Beer Lab. True to the name of their company, uh, Nick and Adil really do treat making beer like a science. Uh, they're really, really into the science and the art of making beer, and they take it very seriously. And as a result, this was a very long talk. Um, I edited this down significantly. It's still the longest podcast to date. I edited out a 20-minute section just about a specific E-strain, because that's how into the nitty-gritty these guys get. Uh, We also talk a bit about music scene in London. Um, Nick's in a few bands. I mentioned that in a previous show, because he was nice enough to lend us the use of his music for the um, intro to this podcast. And I think I will run another of Nick's band songs at the end of this show and provide you with some uh, information about his bands in the description of this podcast episode if you're interested in checking out his bands. We talk about London's beer scene, uh, what's good, what's missing, where we still have work to do. And then, um, a bit surprisingly, we talked at length again at contract about contract brewing. Um I'll let you guys listen to the show, but uh, it was pretty late in our interview when uh, I sort of found out by accident that they had brewed some of their beer at an overflow facility, and that's where the conversation takes an interesting turn. So see if you can hear a very long pause where we they reveal that they brewed their beer somewhere else and they get really into how they feel about it. I thought it was pretty interesting. Hopefully you do too. Uh, beer Lab, here we go. Nice. I was thinking it's been almost exactly one, well, one year and a couple months, given that it was pretty early on we first talked. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to think about how your business plans have maybe changed since then. I was rereading what you said then. How much has your uh, <laughs> business plan changed? Back then it was, we'll brew whatever we want, and if people don't like it, tough, basically. <laughs> pretty, pretty much the same, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest biggest single factor with respect to the business model from like a structural aspect has been COVID. Yeah. Because now what's COVID? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this COVID. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the game changer for everyone about everything. Yeah. All of a sudden moving to contactless curbside delivery um offering to goes bringing it bringing it out to your car 
if you're uncomfortable, your delivery to your home, whatever manner of uniting the patron with the beer in a safe distance, appropriate man, in appropriate way. But yeah. I mean, that shifted us from a tap room and small patio to a to-go, almost to-go only. Nice. I mean, aside from uh, the obvious uh, question that comes up every conversation, how are you guys doing after one year in business? I think so far so good. And we're here after a year. We're happy to be here after a year and have are just we're just happy to share products of our Zymergy with people. Nice. Yeah. And for the folks who don't know, it's a little bit of backtracking because we've talked about this before, but remind everyone how you guys met because I think it's pretty interesting how long you've been sort of circling each other in the beer world before you came together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we met. Um, I moved back to London in 03 from living in Niagara working for uh, moving back for a wine company job. That I've been working at in Niagara, and we'd met um, briefly met at, at Chaucer's. Yeah, um, we didn't really hang out. We just we were introduced through Milos. We sort of said hello. We knew we knew of each other, and then when uh, uh, Chancey Smith was taking over uh, with Milos as the GM, uh, did you start working there at that time, or was it like a little bit after that? Just I started working there probably towards the latter end of Chancey Smith. Yeah, yeah. So just before Gambrinus, the name change came. Yeah. yeah, and then Adil and I spent more time. He was behind the wood at the bar, and we would talk beer, and I started to learn how to homebrew. And he was already working with, like, Flying Monkeys on the weekend, or weekends and, like, in between school and course loads and stuff like that. So we just talked more about beer, and then we decided to start brewing together. We bought our first system, which was a 30-gallon? Uh, no, yeah, it was probably around 30. 30-gallon 30 yeah. system. Um, that we brewed with in my garage and then stepped up to a one barrel system and uh, sold the 30 to a friend of ours who was still using it to this day as a home brewer and uh, started brewing the one barrel system and uh, then decided to go and build Beer Lab at 420 Talbot. There you go. As, I, as you're saying this, I'm like, it's probably not that weird that you guys ended up meeting. I mean, if you like craft beer in London, there was only like... Usually one or two places. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Where else would you go? <laughs> yes. Okay. So Adil has another secret Clark Kent life. I think it's pretty interesting to know what you still do day to day, Adil. Yeah. Still do day to day. Yeah. Still do six times a week. Do you want to say you're being? Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, do family medicine. I'm a physician on the, on the other side of things outside of this brewery. Yeah. You're, yeah. So your family medicine, how crazy is your life right now outside of the walls of Beer Lab? Pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between covering locums, working walk-ins and doing tons of virtual medicine, there's no, no stopping. And then September comes up and you start doing small group teaching with the medical school again. And yeah, I actually have a rash I wanted to show you tonight. <laughs> we're on video chat <laughs> no, i'm just kidding but i think that i mean that's a kind of, i don't know anyone else's craft beer story that is like i'm also a doctor on the side and also i wanted to say are you wearing denim because you're talking to us or is this just like a random thing 
my my pandemic fashion sense is I just layer up or down based on the temperature and what's near me. So like I'm wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and a denim shirt. Sometimes I'll just have to be wearing like a toque on a call. Like yeah, I'm in the basement. <laughs> but no, I didn't wear denim for the denim brothers. Um, I feel like Adil, you bring like a lot of like heavy science to i mean every brewer does because brewing is a lot of science but every time i talk to you i'm kind of like i gotta go back and rethink some of the words you said (laughs) but like i I feel like you bring a certain analytical and scientific mindset to the brewing world which is obviously beer lab it's appropriate um how do you think that affects the way you make beer i think it makes us repeat and chase things ad nauseum fervently and narrow narrow paths and fields isolate variables and slowly but surely express our goals i think slowly emphasis on <laughs> but surely allows us to express our goals in in our in the things we're chasing See, this is a very scientific answer. <laughs> yeah. I could ask I could ask a dozen brewers that question. I wouldn't get that answer. Do yeah. you think London's beer scene has become more sophisticated? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, like, considerably. Consumers or producers? Well, generally. I'm, well, I guess consumers. I mean, Nick, you were basically slinging beer for uh, monkeys for a while, right? So you've seen hands, you know, feet on the ground. I've Yeah, four, four and a half years I was with with monkeys as a rep and this was the heart of my territory. Um, This was a big change. You know, Milos drove that change, yes, but there was other places that, you know, I worked with uh, people like Laura when Laura was at Silversmith. Um, You know, Dave, Dave Reed from Forge River. um, Really working London hard to get um, places like, you know, Coach's Arms, to get JD's Market Grill, you know, to get, you know, to make this place viable for like a place like beer town, you know, not to say I, I love or like, or dislike beer town. They came to town and they offer a great selection to that, that North end crowd of really good beer. Jen is doing a fantastic job of curating a list of beer that North, the North end of London has never seen before. Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, there's a much stronger uh, level of knowledge with people. So when we were about to open, did you get the sense that like, it was like, yeah, London's ready for this. Are we like we're gonna we're gonna change some we're gonna melt some faces with some new stuff? Like, and I guess has that panned out? Whatever you thought was going to be the case. <laughs> no, we we just thought we just want to make the beer we want to make. People liked it, and people liked the beer we, we we had been making. So we're like, yeah, if people want to come buy it. Let's let's put it out there. I mean, it's a great opportunity to to showcase what London has as there's a lot of really great breweries in the city. There's, yep. there's nine fun breweries in this town right now. Each of them offer a unique product. That's, I don't know. I've, I like so many things from everybody. That's the thing I like oh, about this yeah. town. Is Name that, something you hate about every brewer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know I hate about every brewer? Oh. <laughs> no, no. Like, are you really, still, are yeah. you still playing music? Do you still, uh, t- I mean, where would you right now? I guess. I mean, I, I rehearse with some of the bands right now. We've got, rehearsal spaces that there's enough space space that we can distance yeah uh, and most of us are in each other's um there's a lot of crossover in, in the london music scene as, as i'm certain you're well aware yeah everyone you know has played in everyone else's band forever right uh, uh sort of the same thing still goes on so you know i'm not playing near as much i mean i rehearse maybe twice a month as opposed to 
three times a week. Yeah. Uh, right now, but. Yeah. Are you in? Sorry, you're in more than one van. I'm in four vans. <laughs> four vans in a brewery, and Adil's a doctor. You guys bored ever? <laughs> All the time. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So do you guys, have you had like uh, inquiries from licensees? Is that even on the radar at this point? We've been, we've been fortunate to be able to sell the majority, if not everything out the front door. And since we've switched, like since, since March, we were forced to move product into package. And so we don't own a canning line. So we bring in Northern we're like a popular mobile canning group in Ontario. And that allowed us to have a flexible portable package that could be easily taken to other licensees who are also um, trying to make, make ends meet through bottle shops. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a couple times we, we, we often will drop off to like Barvolo on St. Nicholas um, four and seven Chris at Pharmacy on King West, um, Ben at Arabella, Thirsty, Thirsty as well with Katie, and you know they've been our they've been our steadfast licensees, and that's just a hilarious list because someone out there is going to be listening to this and being like, "Wow, I could name ninety five more licensees on my yeah. you know off the top of my head from our place." But that's but, good, good enough for us. I yeah, mean, these are these yeah. are our pals. These, these are, are people that we respect. People we respect. That's exactly it. And. We, Notably, we no London names in the mix, which is... Yeah, well, you know, we, we are in London. I mean, we are our own London retailer, right? So, right. I mean, I mean, I, there are, and with packaged product, I don't know many places selling packages. We don't do draft right now. Right. Fair uh, enough. So, with package, it's not many breweries are selling package other than the LC um, out there. So, you know, the only other place we've been doing, we did um, Dom City. Oh yeah, yeah, Dom City. God damn right. Yeah, yeah, Dom God City. God damn right. Yeah. Oh, those, those, those guys are fantastic. Those folks I've been are fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Friends of the Dominion have been fantastic and a wonderful outlet. Just that's that's just really a kind, a shared sense of kindness and helping everyone out. So and, you guys still a team of two? Obviously, I mean, yeah. maybe you weren't before. Have you had to downsize again, or were you growing? We were, we were, we had three staff, um, prior to the pandemic. Um, one has come back and we've hired another person as well. Uh, so we're back to a four, oh, two of us, primarily the, the two staff work, um, Jocelyn and Haley work the, the retail store, um, and the taste the tasting room when we're open, you know, we're just, we're just easing back into things here. We're not, we're not a big place, you know, we're, 945 square feet. So <laughs> are you, uh, are you doing a lot of patio business these days? Yeah. Patio is pretty best yeah. risk. Yeah it's, yeah. it's been steady. I mean, we're upside Milos's. So we become this beautiful waiting room for, yeah, for Milos, you know, do. or yeah, if, there, if there's ways. an overflow, we also serve all his food now in our, in our place as well, because with his reduction in seating, right. um, he's got a kitchen staff and he needs to, you know, fill their hours so uh we anybody who wants to eat mealish food can just eat it here and <laughs> that's how we're that's how we're dealing with our, our food aspects so that's handy it's super great very handy yeah 
Because the last time I was there, I wanted some fucking olives, and you guys couldn't deliver. <laughs> oh boy! We all these new like we all these new tasty, crispy, easygoing, long bad beers. Right Stop now. it! Really? Throwing them all week. Throwing <laughs> them all week. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. <laughs> I actually, I'm like, I haven't been out. Like, I'm, I'm on lockdown. I went to a patio today for a coffee, and it was the first time I've gone to a patio. Even like, wow. I'm, yeah. I was saying to Adil, like, we we just met with uh, with Kyle and Jesse who did the chicken pop up, uh, like whatever that was, like a month and yeah, a month and a half ago, two swine months ago. Guys. Yeah. And I think that was like the last time I saw you in person. You were just like picking up your order like really quickly and be like, okay, I'll take this. Let's, I gotta go. Well, and- it was so weird because I'm a germaphobe. My wife has a terrible immune system, so we've been on lockdown. I'm like sterilize things before they come in my house, grocery deliveries. I'm easing off now, but I came down like I'm just gonna pop in, pop out. Like on the way down it just started dumping rain. So obviously people yeah. just went into your space and you guys were like, oh, because there's nothing to do about it. <laughs> so I ran in there. I'm like, what the fuck? There's people everywhere. I was like freaking out. I'm like, give me my chicken. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> the weirdest part was I had to, so I, I went down and then went to turn around. I was stopped and a huge patio umbrella just rocked my car from your neighbors. And then all these waitress, all these servers came out and they like started trying to like wrangle this umbrella off. And the drunks on the patio next to you were like, shouldn't be out there right now. I'm like, what's happening? I'm going back to my house. It's scary out here. (laughs) The chicken was delicious. And so was the beer. (laughs) Talbot Street between Dundas and uh, Carling were the only, uh, only block all, all, all patio in London. And they'll be out there in the rain. They'll be out there in the snow. They don't care. Yeah, it's a beauty yeah. block for sure. Yeah, so the patrons are uh, intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy day. You yeah. guys were like rammed, like not by choice, but it was just like torrential. Are you doing? A, are you still doing pop-ups? I mean, guess yeah. that's kind of, yeah. We just we just met with them tonight, actually, about an hour before we started. Um, we're doing another one the 18th of September, another chicken pop-up. So nice. A larger pre-order. Um, more family packs like just we're we're gonna expand it because it was so popular and just they were selling out too quickly on certain things so salt and swine did a great job you know uh it's gonna be even bigger this time so we're looking forward to it here's what i can't understand i love salt and swine so apologies to them but like why can't anyone do fried chicken in london all the time why is it hard? Well, so he's, hard. He's, he's working on it. Okay. Like, yeah. why do we need pop-up? I want fried chicken whenever I want it. I don't have to wait for it. Pals with the guy at PG Clucks. It's my understanding. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. they're pals. Like, oh, yeah? From, from, yeah, they're pals from outside of cooking. Oh. So he thinks about, I think he's thinking about a game of that nature. He, for, he mentioned in our meeting yeah. today. And like, not, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert there. We, yeah. we, could, we could have a, uh, a really solid independent fried chicken place coming real ah, soon that would be a dream because i don't have time to open one and i need one <laughs> <laughs> it's weird the things like okay i mean have you lived in london the entire time like have you did you i, I moved away for uh three years living in niagara okay because i was in toronto for 10 years and it's weird the things you miss like london has like it's i think it's here but it's so hard to find but like culturally diverse food is really difficult oh it's a nightmare trying to find i mean there's great places when you find them you're like right. awesome but like if i find like a like a taco place and then like a week later it's gone or like you find about 
things by accident, but like I used to live across the street from Albert's Real Jamaican in Toronto, and I used to work near Ritz, which was a great Caribbean place with like you're loving that beer you just got handed. Key lime seltzer. Key lime seltzer. Oh, oh. Will Ball, yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, that nose is killer. We're also big seltzer people. We just brewed our first uh, hard seltzer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. On tap. I've had a I've had a handful. I've had the I got the Muskoka taster pack. Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to think of somebody that I've enjoyed more than that yet, but I don't think I can. Yeah, the seltzer thing is we we love seltzer. I mean, we. Every, everywhere was, we go, we just yeah. try to drink seltzer to see what it's all about. Every every day, when I was in Boston, like every weekend, there was some type of some type of gigantic tent set up, and it was just like seltzer pouring for like two or three hundred people cap. The new you know, thing. Like, yeah, there's like there's um like a square that is rented every weekend by some type of some type of company usually a beverage company of some sort pushing a new product and they're just doing these like big tent areas and man there was a seltzer one almost every weekend that i was that i was there like, holy moly i'm kind of surprised to hear that you love seltzer i won't lie it's <laughs> like you guys are so deep into the science of brewing and you're holding up and sniffing little glasses of what looks like club soda right now <laughs> <laughs> It just I, I wanted to see how cl- like clear it was. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting. I'm, I don't know. It's, it's just there's a, a there's a, a tremendous post process to seltzer that is almost unending. Like we don't have the fancy tech for it, but it's so intriguing from like a it's such a analytical post process that is just it's, it sounds challenging. So. Can I just put vodka and water in my soda stream and squeeze some lime in it? I mean, totally. I believe like <laughs> I believe the Willibald one is actually like uh, is Willibald vodka. It's not a fermented product, so ours is ours is actually fermented. Okay. Yeah. Do you know there's a there's a London based seltzer now? They brew it equals. Hmm. Yep. Bangarang. Bangarang. Bang. Yeah. It's a malt based seltzer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've been. Uh, we've been trying that yeah i think we were fortunate and have some iterations leading up to it and yeah this is a this is a cool thing man like i think it's gonna open up some are you guys going all seltzer is this beer labs now seltzer lab (laughs) beer lab marshmallow seltzer (laughs) seltzer lab that's the offshoot your lab seltzer lab (laughs) i don't know that but show up tap your debit card and just start pouring your own (laughs) I like this. Oh, man. Folks, are you like me? Do you like supporting independent breweries? Yeah, you do. What better independent brewery to support right now than the Indie Ale House? Indie is right in the name, so you know they're independent. They're located in Toronto. Uh, Their brew pub is in the junction, and they have a brewery in Italy in the Manulife Center as well. Of course, these are weird times for going out. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you don't even live in Toronto. That's okay. You can still try the delicious beers that they're making at the Indie Ale House because they made it easy. Beer to your door, ordered from the comfort and safety of your own home. That's my favorite way to order things. You got free delivery anywhere in Toronto if you order 12 beers or more and a flat rate anywhere else in Ontario. Why not order a stay-home pale ale? 
$1 from every can of Stay Home purchased will be donated to the fund that supports their employees that have been temporarily laid off due to COVID-19. Check them out at IndieAleHouse.com. So we're going to play your band's music as the intro this week. Is that the idea? Sure, man. If you, I, think, I, think it's a, I think it's a solid, solid plan. I mean, the, the music you have is very, uh, it's like super aggressive. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like something you listen to on the regular. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I wanted to find something like kind of rock and roll, but I wanted to find something affordable that I could use that was like, I kept like searching for like, ACDC clones like how do I find like pod free music well it, it feels it feels like I'm like it feels like I'm watching wrestling with my friends who are like wrestling perfect I, that's what I want you to I want you to feel like Stone Cold is gonna come out <laughs> I did I was like okay when, when, when's Taker coming out here you know like <laughs> I think the track is actually called aggressive action <laughs> <laughs> it's only eight seconds Okay, if well, you're gonna get, if you're gonna let me use your band's music, I'll change it up. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll let we'll let you use uh, like waste potential or. This drug is a ver- rug this or... is a verbal contract. Drug rug that's, is. Dr- yeah, I'm gonna back all drug rug. Okay, that's my that's what I call my favorite shirt at the cottage that I bought in the basement of a home hardware in it, Southampton, it, Ontario. Is it, a, is it a proper drug rug? Though? It's a proper drug rug. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> you know, I get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, no, we. Uh, yeah, that's what that's one of the bands. They're they're very very ACDC rock and rolly Bronxy kind of style band. You might be really into that stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Where can we find your tunes? Because you're uh, plugging your bands here. Let's do it. I don't know where we're on. Spotify. I don't know. Fuck, dude. Know, you're supposed to be ready Spotify, with Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Camp, you know whatever. We're we're on all major streaming platforms. Okay, so you got Drug Rug. What was the first band? Wasted potential. Wasted potential. You got two more. Uh, I got um, Nervous Men. That's a jazz trio. Uh, it's a trio, yeah. It's not a jazz oh. trio. It's kind of like a like a garage noise punk band. Cool. Uh, we, we we love the Hot Snakes. Uh, I don't even know the Hot Snakes. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I think, I think You're gonna really mock the Hot Snakes. Okay. We're really, the Hot Snakes and um, uh, Fugazi. Okay. Uh, cool. And then I'm in a I'm in a band with uh, two of my best friends. It's a it's a Husker Du cover band. Really? Yeah. Sweet. We love Husker Du. So. Adele, which is the best band of those four? <laughs> he's like i've seen one i've seen one <laughs> they're loud <laughs> they're, you say they're loud <laughs> wasted potential um i feel like if you grew up in london like at some point or maybe it's just my circle of you know white suburban kids but we were either in a punk band or a hardcore band or some form of a metal band i feel like everyone i went to high school was in that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a punk band. Yeah. We played. We played Call the Office once. That was pretty cool. <laughs> what was your band called? Uh, we were called Genetti. Genetti. Wrestling reference. Marty Genetti <laughs> was Genetti, yeah. Shawn Michaels' partner in the Rockers. <laughs> we played um, Blink One Eighty Two covers and Screeching Weasel covers and some of our That's own. Quite sh- the mix, man. Oh, it's like you know, Chicago, skate California. Like you're all over the map. Here, I man. mean, it was just generic, you know, skate punk whatever you could get your hands on and the whatever i guess the 90s but then we had our own we had a handful of our own songs pretty blink 182 influence so i would say <laughs> <laughs> but i remember we played thanksgiving day at called the office to like seven people <laughs> it was, right yeah <laughs> it was really sad but the office used to have tons i mean maybe they still do and i'm just not cool anymore but man bands. yeah so many good punk bands played call the office yeah, man. I mean, 
we could sit and talk for hours about Kaliavas of the history and how Tony turned that place into a into a bit of a craft beer bar. Yeah, that's I mean, what I hear now. I mean, I heard that Anderson was on, and then it was like kind of an evolution. So it, it, we, I brought in Flying Monkeys when I, because Flying Monkeys sponsored Wasted Potential as, because I was the rep. <laughs> that works out you well. Know, that I was in a band. Case of beer shows up at the rehearsal space every time. <laughs> you know, it was yeah, all good. Yeah. Yeah. It was all good. Um, we, uh, we did a lot of like repping of Flying Monkeys everywhere we went. And um, Tony was like, wanted to put it on. And the sound guy, uh, Shiraz, was really into 12 Minutes of Destiny uh, from Flying Monkeys. So he yep. would just, he would drink through a half case on his own <laughs> in a night. Okay Tony, doesn't, Tony doesn't run Call Devils anymore. He doesn't have it. It's, it's, it's in with a new group now. And yeah. they're, they're, they're doing their own thing. And they, they brought in a lot of the local crowd. They've got Anderson. They've got the co-op there. They're really, um, really pushing the can, like the, the cans and the, the package product there. But yeah, you're right. It's, a, it's such a great spot of London. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... I mean, who didn't drink a 50 at call the office yeah. at one point or another? Yeah, and then there used to be the embassy back in the day. Yeah. Saw some good scene, I saw some good bands there. Oh, yeah. Embassy and, yeah, the Whippet yeah. Lounge. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. So, I mean, you're not playing now, but where do you, uh, where do, do the bands stick mostly to London? Are you? No, well, we, the Wings potentially, we, we used to play a lot around. We used to go around Ontario quite a bit and Quebec. Uh, we played Florida once, which was kind of hilarious. We found a uh, festival called The Fest. Uh, that was a ton of fun in Gainesville. Um, you know, we just, you know, mostly, yeah, mostly Southwestern Ontario. Music and beer, just, they go hand in hand for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. And Adil, medicine and beer, right? You're just usually doing your rounds with one in your lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing school at the same time this place was launching, though. I mean, that was a, I mean... Maybe not a factor that delayed it, but when this was happening, I think it was Nick was kind of the man on the street while you were yeah yeah most elsewhere certainly. yeah I would I would fly back as much as possible possible yeah I probably I probably flew back six or seven times in a the last yeah a year and it was it was it was challenging because you know we rely on each other so much for uh, ideas and and just bounce just just conversation and text and phone calls yeah. just, just don't do it when you when you need that hands-on i need to, i need your input on this now and it's not that i don't you know he trusts my judgment i trust his judgment on things it wasn't like any call that was made was never a wrong call it was just it didn't delay any process it just it just made it more challenging it made you made you stay up later at night thinking about it yeah because you missed your partner being there to make that assessment figure that out yeah even like even from like small design things yeah like, hey, well, man, I was, this is going to be here are the dimensions or here's how this tile is offset like on the east coast right off. yeah yeah i take the friday off fly in like a thursday night and just be here till monday morning and then go back on monday afternoon and get back like sometimes you go back on monday afternoon and then you'd go and do like tucking rounds on people in the hospital right. on the night yeah so wait you're going to you were going to harvard right no yeah and so i i went to harvard for my mph so that was actually during residency okay so uh yeah i was flying back from nova scotia from res- residency but yeah i I, uh, I lived in boston part-time 
during residency. During the Boston stuff, I didn't come back. Like it was. Um, you were locked in. It was. Yeah. Lo- I was locked in, and yeah, because because you're there on a visa as right. an interna- international student for the first time in my life. What a weird experience! Like get get haggled at the border, and uh, so it's a weird time to talk about what's next. But I mean, I, I feel like it's a keep a lights on situation right now. But do you guys have bigger, better plans for Beer Lab? Or you like what you're doing and steady she goes? It's a tough one. Uh, yeah. That's a tough question because, yeah, we, we are looking to make some changes to our actual space here. And there's going to be some changes probably in the next four to six months changing to the actual space. The Seltzer Lab renos. It's, it's, yes. Yeah, it's, it's all self. <laughs> We're building big seltzer guns. We're going to just like hose people down as they drive yes. by. And if you don't enjoy it, bad. I picture you guys in crop tops standing on the bar with seltzer guns. <laughs> no, no, no. Only if it was Froyo where you could get like your own toppings to add to yeah. it after. <laughs> like mango <laughs> seltzer? Got it. Just over there. Toppings. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the retail space is going to be changing a little bit. Um, we are looking at retail to, space right now. You just buy from the bar, don't you? Yeah, but yes, yeah, so it's a retail space, but it's, you buy from the bar, but we're going like, to make some changes. Like, uh, Milos is moving some of his. He acquired some more space in the building. So huh. we're going to acquire some of his space and potentially like uh, open up a bit more floor space and potentially gain some more capacity. Inside. Cool. That's always good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone, as soon as they open, is like, man, I wish we were bigger. And it, it, you guys, we walk. You walk in, you see twenty-five seats. They're like these guys are gonna wish they're bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're we're working on that, and um, you know, there's plans for new beers. There's a whole new, there's new programs. There's new ideas that we've got that we are always discussing. We are constantly uh, in talks about what's the new idea. How do we how do we make new beer, new new styles, new new ideas for the city because London is what we still want to serve. Right. You know? Yeah. What do you think we're still missing? Well, stylistically or like just London's beer scene. Where's the gap? A great question. Um, yeah. There's so many, like everyone's doing a great cross section right now. Everyone's trying to hit all the marks. I think if, if we had somebody who was doing like, like a logger house, if we had a logger house in London, that was just like, driven to make really good actual and there are some great loggers in the city don't get me wrong but if we had somebody who was like committed to doing like three month minimum tank time as a logger and building like like a like a threes in brooklyn uh you know like all these like really dedicated logger houses um i would love to see that because i mean i know you are a big passionate fan of the of the lager yeah so it's definitely seasonal though it's just summer that's just what i gravitate to i feel like you guys better have some porters on as it's getting a little cooler on right now i knew you uh, would that's why it's it's quite fermented with the scarments yeah it's quite fermented porter it's incredibly resolute yeah yeah is how i would describe it Without I don't think that's a real tasting note. I've never uh, heard anyone. No. <laughs> it's a very resolute. It's a very resolute beer. That I think you've got a name, Resolute Porter. <laughs> oh no, it's already called. What's it called? Lord Lord Leopard. Lord Leopard. Sure, that's as good as Resolute. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. A logger house in London. London logger house. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah, it's like it's like markets itself, right? Competition with London Ale House. Yeah, exactly. Correct. <laughs> already, already. Different, different clientele, I think. Different clientele, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it proper logger. Have you, yeah. have you tried any crank? Oh, my God. No. 36 bucks Let's, let's talk about this. Dude, yes, let's talk about it. Okay, for <laughs> folks that are listening, maybe for people that are listening and don't know, again. So, so for people who are listening and maybe don't know, London has a, I, I heard them call it an overfill. They call them overfill breweries now, which is the new nice way to say it's a space that allows contract brewers to brew their beer somewhere. So we have one in London called Equals. Uh, Lost Craft Brews there. I had Shahan on the show. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple others. I think Triple Bogey, which used to be brewed at Great Lakes, is now brewed at Equals. Anyway, they're now home to Crank Light Ale, which is a brewing company churning out. Oh, it's a light lager. It's a lager. It's not an ale. Anyway, it's like a 4.2% light lager. And it's the company was founded by two 22 year olds that graduated from Ivy school of business at Western. And the press has been laughable. I've seen some of the articles and they just, it's kind I mean, beer nerds take fun in piling on this kind of thing, but the, I don't know if you saw the article where the guy, He's 22 and he said, I worked at a brewery for a while and thought I could do this do better. better. Do it better by contracting to professionals at a contract. Brewery. Right? Like, what do you slap the li- like? Oh, God. So he's and probably, like, he's the kind of, he's the reason people hate contract brewers. Like, and that's the thing. All, all, the, all, the, all the people, men and women at Equals, are fantastic brewers. They're, they're very skilled. They're skilled. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. They, they all come in here. We, have, we talk shop all the time. They're great people. We really enjoy their company. Well, they probably got a pretty good deal. These guys came in and with their business plan, and they're like, sure, you can use their manufacturing license. Here's a sticker for your van. Go be our sales reps, basically. <laughs> it's like $36. It's two four. That's crazy. <laughs> you know it tastes good. Dude, we're getting one delivered. Yeah, we're, 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 you gotta come by. Are you getting a case? Yeah, let's do 100%. it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'll, you know, we'll start a band. It'll be a trio, two basses, and and I'm, I'm assuming you play drums. Vocals, buddy. Look at me. I'm lead singer. Come on. I play shitty guitar and uh, worse vocals, but I think back then it was pack a day vocals. <laughs> pack a day. Oh, with me. With looking at darts, yeah, I got. I got yeah, I was a jaded fifteen-year-old. <laughs> no, I mean I will try it. I'll try a light lager. Why not? Locally made light lager. Maybe it's a mind-blowing beer. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Addendum onto this podcast. I'm very excited to try it because definitely, yeah. That's so that, that, that style to me is like one of my one of my I don't know. It's, it's one of my style guilty of, pleasures. Well, no, it's a, it's a style I look forward to the most because it's like. It shows like everything. Light lager, American Magic lager, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it shows yeah. everything. It's you know, it's kind of like you and AG. Well, uh, yeah, sure. You know, like yeah, there's, yeah. there's 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 a drive there to, to try this beer that is like meant for you know converting people in, getting people yeah. into uh, into a, a craft beer. Air yeah, right there. But, yeah. yeah, but they usually go too far. I mean, these so-called gateway beers. Some of them are. If you're setting out to make a gateway beer. I feel like you are aiming low. Does that make sense? Like there's gateway beers that are just like, like I talked with Michael Hancock and, and like that mountain lager. 
that that is a gateway beer in the sense of like who wouldn't drink that and be like what is this collingwood and then you try more shit but if like you're like i want to make a light lager because craft beer doesn't actually that was the quote that killed me craft beer doesn't have to taste like craft beer like what the fuck does that mean (laughs) that was a real thing that's like in their that's in their social media i'm like what does craft beer taste like 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 a a slogan like a tagline oh yeah anyway maybe it's great maybe we're assholes and they're brilliant business people and we'll be eating our words over a couple of cranks (laughs) put this crank in your mouth what i'm ordering it tonight yeah do you have my address (laughs) i know where you live i drive by every night very slowly no that's you okay good that's less that's less creepy i keep keep checking out beers on your front lawn it's like easter egg (laughs) my neighbors picked them up the guys who go for the empties in my recycling bin are getting those before i get to them well i mean your neighbors come out to the bar still and don't come up to the brewery still yeah that's it I know. I bet they do. My neighbors, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, my oh, my neighbors go out to a lot of places. That's I do right. yard. I do a lot of yard beers. Cool. And cycling beers, I see too. Yeah, actually, that's become a bit of a problem. My 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 son was like, "You want to go for a bike ride? You can bring a beer." I was like, "Oh, okay." With <laughs> <laughs> your kid calling you? Yeah. <laughs> You're like fine, hard seltzer in his kid. I'm not bring, I'm not drinking beer tonight. That's right. Yeah. I'm just gonna bring a crowler of hard seltzer from Beer Lab. Yeah. Well, I built a cup holder on my bike basket. It doesn't hold wine glasses very well. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, so I don't really know the Equals guys. Do they have uh, some London pedigree or brewing pedigree? I don't know where they came from. They're from all over. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a crew of them from all over. They're all lovely humans. They just love to come out and talk shop and they want to they're thirsty for you know different ideas and they, they just want to talk about beer they, they're passionate about making beer uh you know i i don't know i've, I've been to the facility what twice we've been there three times maybe hmm. would you guys of, ever do a scale up there and do something like for the masses so when we yeah so absolutely (laughs) um when we were in march we were faced with closing our doors and we just didn't have the volumes and so we actually took over uh one fell swoop to equals and i uh was a thorn in their side for (laughs) three weeks and i think they said there this was the highest stress contract they've ever done and their life because of you <laughs> I ex- yeah because i existed there as a fucking ghost and, do you think yeah. that the guys from crank are there less than adil was <laughs> can't i can't speak to that yeah <laughs> yeah maybe the guys from crank are there like right now and they're just just slaving over their product and, but, and, and they, yeah. could be. they could be and it's interesting because we had a we had a couple phone calls after after yeah. that from um a few like large craft brewers uh, or like large craft brewery owners and they were like hey listen like you guys have um we never think of it this way because obviously it's subjective within because we we're hypercritical of our own products and our own processes and how we do things but um you know a couple people called and they were like hey listen maybe you shouldn't do that again i was like oh like why is that we're we're 
essentially would we would it be better to close and not have anything to sell or get this out there to bridge the weekends where we we only had one beer to sell and they're like i don't know that's like that's for you to answer but is there is there a brand integrity issue that's sparked by you doing this what were you worried about like the optics of overfill brewing or whatever you call it or are you worried about giving up some modicum of control or someone else's system the optics of overfill brewing like in many ways uh, i in many ways i think everyone who's either been here or tried our beer from this facility will very likely understand like there's like a there's like a sacrosanct pursuit of like modernity and elegance and like a very analytical approach to why we why we pursue projects that we do and when we were faced with an almost life or death situation probably more of a death situation we we just had to make we had to make a call to say we need enough of something to allow us to survive COVID. Yeah, but I don't think any consumers would fault you for wanting to make money and stay alive. Like, oh, no one's like, you brewed it equals, you're fucking dead. It was, it was keep the lights on and <laughs> right. keep the doors open. And well, that's so weird because here's what I've always thing, thought. But... I've always thought of this as a consumer beer nerd thing where like, like, oh, they contract brewed. Like, they're less than. But like everyone does it. I don't, I don't. A tremendous I, number of people do. And it's not like an outing. It's not an, you know, time to out, out this or make it, make it some gray area. Which no, no. More but gray I, than I, it already is. But, you know, we had, we, we, we were very fortunate to be able to come out of this with a product that was representative of us. It was, and, yeah, and great. I mean, you know, I, I feel at the end of it, it was just tr- one of these tremendous things where you just feel guilty for probably beating the shit out of people over there over a small minutia that yeah. you, you know, you feel verbally. makes. Yeah, verbally. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, do, do you think, did A, did anyone notice? And B, do you think your consumers would care? I mean, you're it's amazing and it's what makes you guys great but you're bestowing like almost religious significance of making sure the beer you brew is in brewed from your system i like do people care about that i mean you do clearly do you think your consumers were that yeah because i mean it's clear that we still have an you know an an uneasiness about even discussing that you i'm sure you can tell from my voice but for the cadence of my speech but i mean you know, at this point in time, and you're sweating profusely. I can see it. No, I mean, yes, my, my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, at this point in time, I think it would be like it's great to lend kudos to places like Brunswick for bringing up that game and mm-hmm. helping close that mis- misconception or gray conception that that you know that outlet is is just all crank logger or crank logger rights of some of some nature who have a business plan that are generating that are just generating a, a beer to make money yeah and yeah i mean there's some people that are clearly this is a business deal i mean you come from a space where you're a harvard educated doctor you're obviously not in this because you want to make some money on the side nick's obviously one of those bands is going to hit the big time soon so he's not worried about money either <laughs> 
But I mean, I don't think people fault you for wanting to make money. Like, do you guys think less of Sawdust City because they used to contract brew? Oh, like, no, not at all. Sam right. Cooper was a dear friend. And we we would, yeah. we would visit Sam and Aaron all the time yeah, yeah. at Black Oak. That's just and, an example I pulled. They're, I mean, yeah. they're not like. Oh no! Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember the HCP bottler. Yeah. Like the because it, we have an HCP bottler as well, and we've never bottled anything out of it, which is ridiculous. But um, yeah. another story for another day. So I remember that HCP bottler, the the two head and the the purging system on it, and yeah, I remember that going on, and many people, many people are still doing that right now. But we got a call from a few people who were like, "Oh, like, uh, so we never, you know, you never know to envy what you." we don't you know we we envy the bigger stuff or the yep. cooler stuff the more tech the the neat analytical uh, process isolations and abilities for others to kind of pursue things in a more controlled manner than we can but um you know there's some people who called us and were like hey listen like i just, just want to let you know i from a brewery perspective i just disagree with your decision to do really that. and but that being said, the disagreement was, it was really strange because it was just like, oh, because like you guys are still, you guys are still doing something that's like, that's kind of, um, the right, the right word is not pure because we're not, we're a great place, whatever. Um, I'm shocked to hear that another brewery would, would get in your yeah, face was, about trying but, to make money. But it was but, like, hey, no, listen. It's, it's, it's a close, it's, yeah. it's a friend. And like, we, 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 take, like, we take everything that this person says to heart. And we, we listen. It was like, I mean, you know, just surprised that you guys pursued this because like what you were doing was, was kind of rooted in what you, what you have. Hmm. And I was like, hey, like, listen, maybe, maybe the understanding here is that you may not have known, but you know, Easter weekend, we had, it was, it was sink or swim. We was sink or swim, man. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was a, a sales weekend. That was probably the biggest pittance of this place. Mm -hmm. There was <laughs> one beer and, it, and again, the conversation started out with this person just, you know, giving us the gears and then holy moly, we, they we, ever... we explained our guy <laughs> and then it was, it was fine. And he's, you know, they, they still stood by it and said, okay, look, maybe you shouldn't look at this in the future until you're ready to make a different move but right now and i and we we agreed like we're you know we, we, we like the guys we yeah. experience at, at yeah. equals was was fine there was no issues yeah uh it was it was just okay we we decided okay we're gonna just slug it out as hard as we can in our small system and just turn them as fast as we yeah. can as, as, as safely as we can. so like i don't know who that guy was but fuck that guy <laughs> Like you guys made a decision to keep your business alive. Like we get into like, we put craft beer on such a pedestal and it's fair enough. It's what makes you guys awesome. It's what makes your beer amazing. Like at some point you got to make money and keep the lights on. And it's shocking to me. Like most brewers are like, yeah, you know, you do what you got to do. It's so it's crazy to me to hear that someone is judging you because you needed to use some larger tank space. Yeah, but it wasn't more, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be too harsh. Like this Person. the person and we'll fucking bury them vocally no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding one of these things you know they, they i love a, that you guys are beating yourselves up about it frankly it's great because oh, like it's so hard because you guys are like crazy. fucking mad scientists of beer and it's i know it hurts you like the fact that it hurts you to make a business decision is fucked up 
because we, uh, we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna go bankrupt so he fucking oh it was the worst like no you made a business decision you made your beer somewhere else move on like it was actually it was, it was a great learning experience that was on that a great system. learning experience yeah like, like, on that on that system and on that you know on that the canning line everything about it like the whole the whole packing line everything was just really neat uh just like to learn all of that aspect on a different system that we'd ever ever been on but they'll never have you back because the deal was just up their ass all day. Oh, no. I was back in a heartbeat. Yeah, your money's still green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it, why wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, aside from moving somewhere, you guys have a good thing there. At some point, you're going to want to do volume, no? Isn't that logical? I mean, maybe I'm just putting capitalist vibes on you guys again, and that's not your style, but like... Maybe volume one day will, will be our thing, but right now it's it's not it's not even on the the radar. We're we're so content with making beer that is something different every time, and I think that is what we always set out to do: is to try and change. I don't know, change change the perception perception of 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 beer in this city. Because London, London, like you, like you always said, you've tattered it as a Labatt's town. You, you say it in just about every podcast. Mm -hmm. London is Labatt's town, and there are nine breweries, including us, that are all trying to change that perception in their own unique way. And everyone's got their thing. We're just doing, you know, ours a little differently from, you know, the next person. Yeah, we do kind of have our bases covered these days. Everyone's oh, kind of doing. Their, everyone's kind of found their niche. It's working pretty well. Yeah. No, and that's that's the best part. Every every area's kind of great, you know. Like you got the Oldies Village with you know the, the four breweries that are all like kind of closely knit together. Mm -hmm. Forts in the East End to handle handle that side of the city. You've got Curly up by uh, you know, High Park. High Park, yeah. thank you. You know, you Coves and Old South covered by Stormy Stays. Yeah, yeah. And us and, to and Dundas, Toboggan. Toboggan. Yeah, all, all of us right in the core. You yeah. know, it's, we all have something different to offer, everybody. And that's what I love about the beer scene right now in the city. Yeah, that's solid. And if someone, someone new going to open, I'm hearing, I'm hearing whispers yeah, I'm of hearing somebody whispers. new. Yeah. Oh, yeah? From the London Homebrewers yeah, Club? Yeah, you what? know, but <laughs> no, it's actually not from London Homebrewers Club. It's just somebody outside. So we're just, we're wondering what's going to happen and wondering what's going to, where it's going to be, what's going to go on and what they're going to do. Are they going to be secretive? Give me some leads. I'll chase this down. I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> who is this? Who is this person? You're at home all the time. How are you going to chase anything down? Oh, the internet goes everywhere. Oh. I don't have to go anywhere anymore. I'm like a guy in a van over here. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm like microchip in the Punisher. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> you know, if you ever need a van for a photo shoot, I own a van. That's the weirdest offer I've had tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. Never need a van for a photo shoot. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna drink some ice cold crank. Yeah. Why don't we just say we're gonna drink some ice cold crank and like drive around in my van before we drink the ice cold crank? Wink, wink. We're doing like a video shoot out the window with like crank. I'm. Gonna, we're gonna do this. <laughs> this will be a promotional video for my podcast. <laughs> it's like comedians in cars getting coffee, but it's brewers drinking crank in a van. <laughs> <laughs> with a sober driver with a yeah sober of, course, driver. of course of course and then 
I won't pad the, you know, the backside of the van. You guys just all bounce around. And whoever's driving sober will just drive sporadically. <laughs> We'll let's get the us. let's get Dave from Forked. We'll get Gavin. We'll get the guys from the co-op, and we'll just drive around your van drinking crank for a oh, day. Oh yeah, get Justin. Yeah, yeah, we're we're into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the stuff. I think I'd be into that. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, it sounds well, good. I'll be seeing you guys soon. Thanks for doing Thanks. this. Um, All right, man. Thanks you. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure and wash your hands.